Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am going to be recapping last weekend's Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings Bridal Showcase with my very special guest, Rebecca Carter. And I thought it would be fun to have her back on the show because she went to last year's showcase and I thought we could talk about the differences and what had changed and what was improved and what we thought of it. So welcome, Rebecca. Hey, Carrie. Good to hear from you. So great to have you on the show again. I think this will be fun because it was interesting. They did these two showcases only six months apart. And so it was was interesting for me to see what was the same and what was different and had actually been improved even in that short time. So basically, if you're not familiar with these, Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings has these showcases. It used to be like every 18 months, then it was once a year, then these two were about six months apart, which I talked to some of the cast members and it sounded like it was because this is when David Tutera was available to come back. So he was not able to be at the last one, so they had another one and he had a full hour at the very end. This showcase also was interesting because it started in the late afternoon, which I don't know about you, Rebecca, but I really liked that because it gave me plenty of time to like sleep in, do other things. So, Yeah, it was three till seven instead of in the, uh, the morning to afternoon, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that was cool. And this time they also repeated the format where they had breakout sessions that were an hour long. But what was cool was instead of having to register ahead of time, you could just walk into whichever one you wanted to go to and they ran each one twice. So you could see both of them and you wouldn't miss out on anything. And I think that was perfect too, because if you were with somebody or you met up with somebody, you didn't have to say, oh, I have a ticket to this one. You know, I have to go, I have to go right now to see our be our guest. I agree. The the flexibility they gave you was, was very helpful. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, some other things that were different, what they do is they make sales coordinators available to chat with future brides and grooms. And what they did last time was they put them in a separate room, which it was funny because talking to some of them, they said, you know, it felt kind of like this secret area that people were afraid to go over to and nobody knew it was there. And so this time- I didn't know it was even there. (laughs) In in September, it was there? Yes. Yeah. So it was down the block. Nobody knew about it. (laughs) Oh, because this year they had them on the high tops, right? Exactly. So they had these high boys and they had the planners, one at every single one, which was funny because I thought they were just for eating. So I'm sitting there chewing my food (laughs) and then I look up and I'm like, oh, this woman's trying to do business. Sorry. (laughs) But it was great because they were right there in the room and you could just kind of drift over to them and ask them any questions you had. So that was a neat improvement. They also did not set up rows and rows of chairs for the Tutera presentation like they did the last time he was there, which helped keep the room open and it was packed. I mean, the thing was sold out. So there wasn't that, you know, have to walk around the chairs. The flip side was, and maybe we'll talk about this when we get to that part, that you had to stand for the David Dutera presentation. That's exactly what I was going to say, because somebody who I was with said, I have to leave now because there's no way I can stand for an hour. Right, right. So yeah, yeah, so I want to talk to you about what you thought of that. First, let's talk about what brought you to the bridal showcase again. 
Okay. Well, I do live in the area, so it's it's easy for me to get over to see the bridal showcase. And I continue to do research on a vow renewal that I threatened my husband with. Um, no, I just I just think I like researching the Disney fairy tale weddings. I like their product. I like seeing what they're coming up with. And frankly, it's just fun to see what new ideas they come out with. And you can look at the tablescapes and taste the food and the cakes. And it's just a, it's a really neat event. Yeah, I like that aspect of it, that you can actually see ideas for floral and decor. You can actually taste some of these these things that maybe you saw on a menu or you have heard other brides had. And so that sort of hands-on getting to actually do and experience these things is great. Right. It's a huge difference for a lot of people. I, I heard people looking at the rooms they thought they were going to get. You know, I, I was planning on having this room, but the room feels differently than I thought it would. So... Yeah, that's interesting because it was held at the Grand Floridian Convention Center. So if you're planning to use one of the ballrooms at that convention center, this was a great way to see what they're really like and how small they are when they're divided and how big they are when they're open. And yeah, that's another great aspect. And how they feel with people in them, because rooms feel differently when they're just, you know, expanses of empty space. And then when there there are seating and, you know, um, screens in certain rooms, I think it's a great experience. That's true, yeah. Was there anything in particular that you had been looking forward to at this showcase? The fact that they charge $20 more per person for the showcase, I was looking for how they were going to up their game. Because if I, I believe it was $15 in September, right, and this time it was $35. And I was thinking, that's a big jump for admission to get into the showcase. And I just thought, what are they going to do? for that extra money, what are they going to offer? So that's what I was excited to see about how they were going to up their game. And what did you think? <laughs> uh, I thought that the hors d'oeuvres that they offered were on the edgier side. I mean, oxtail and some kind of a ahi tuna, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. uh, in the dessert area, they had that chocolate sphere. Did you have the sphere with the nitrogen? I'm going to have photos of all of this for you guys to look at, but basically it was like this ice cream frozen chocolate ball thing that they'd crack it open and put caramel sauce on it and it was crazy amazing and it was very good marshmallow and brownie inside that's and right it, it had like yeah, every was, dessert inside it <laughs> and the, yeah it, it was it was this um uh, gastro uh, chemical experiment kind of thing it was really cool but it was i don't think they did something that complex at the last showcase right and i thought some of the just the appetizers were more adventurous than just basic crudité or something. I thought they I thought they upped their game. Right, definitely. And I felt like there were more tastes. Maybe I'm misremembering, but it seemed like, and maybe this is because they didn't have that separate session like last time where you could pay extra to go to a menu tasting. It seemed like there were more choices. And like you say, they. I think they were kind of wanting to show off like, hey, we can do fancy, fun, interesting things. We don't ha just have to do, you know, the typical platter with the olives and the celery sticks and the and, you know no, they definitely upped their game and i think that's where the extra dollars went is into the the food budget to show you hey we can we can do this this isn't chicken nuggets disney right one place where i was a little disappointed was it seemed like they trotted out a lot of the same cakes that they had last time now it's only been six months and i'm sure they have plenty of other stuff to do besides make fake cakes for the showcase but i was surprised that there were only maybe two or three that we hadn't seen before the mini cakes were new but they didn't have as many as last time and maybe again that's just a function of not having time to prepare I, no i agree with you absolutely uh, that's one of the things i was looking for when you see the the mad hatter cake 
you know, the Alice in Wonderland cake the first time, you know, in the showcase in September, and they had the whole tablescape with Alice in Wonderland. Right, right. And then, you know, call me jaded, but this time they, you know, it's just sitting amongst the other cakes. And you're like, yeah, we've seen that. I mean, right. just you expect to see something different. I would absolutely agree with you. The ones that were new were nothing that special. I'm sorry. If that's a brand's cake, they're beautiful. But I just, yeah. you expect, you just, you you expect a lot. Right, right. That's true. I think now that you mentioned it, I don't think I took a single picture of that Alice in Wonderland cake, but probably because I took about 65 photos of it last time. Because the first time you saw it, it was very special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And then, so the other things that they had were they had a station where the census spa ladies were giving makeovers. They had a travel agency represented. They had a section where you could see the Alfred Angelo Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings gowns. And they had these two models who would change throughout the day and model different gowns. They always have the carriage. And then what else? There was, oh, the funniest thing was they had a table. They always have the one table for the dudes that's like the golf table. Oh, the golf table, yes. And the, the woman the who woman was there. The woman who was working that she must have gotten so much instagramming and facebooking done that day because nobody was going to the golf table so no, that's they well they occasionally would sit i know what they did they sat in the mickey golf cart for the david tutera uh, session that's right. that's when the golf the golf uh, table got some action as they wanted to use the seats in the golf cart right to, right to sit down yeah <laughs> there was a bureau beach section also yes. the the bureau beach area yeah, that's always cool because it's, you know, it gives you information about Disney's fairy tale weddings at Vero Beach. But it was funny because they had set it up like a ceremony set up. So it had all these chairs just facing the table where they were sitting. And I, I thought that would be really uncomfortable if you were working that table and just sit there looking at 30 people sitting there staring at you the whole time. That's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> hey, the other thing that was neat, though, is that the um, cake projection, but they have new pictures, right? They have yes stained glass and they've really done a lot it seems like to to um, flush that out and come up with new designs and ideas yes so I was really excited about that because last time I had just shot like part of one of the loops but this time I got a video of the entire projection loop with the new projections in it and that is on my website at disneytravelbabble.com I have a full recap of the showcase and I have tons of pictures in slideshows of all the different aspects and so I put the video of the cake on that if you want to see it that's great. So you got the whole color thing, the whole new stained glass. Yes. Yeah. It was cool. It was a good idea. Stained glass works really well on the cake that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I like a little color on it, but I thought that was a neat improvement that they've made in terms of, you know, doing something different. It was interesting. They didn't do anything with the tablescapes in terms of last time it was frozen and Alice in Wonderland. This time it was just rather generic. Not that that's bad, but it, it wasn't themed to a particular Disney movie or uh, character. That's a good point. Yeah, they were beautiful, but you're right. They were not. And I don't think they had prices this time. Did you see prices? No. Yeah, that was no. interesting. I thought that was really cool last time because, you know, I think sometimes they're worried they're going to scare people off with prices. But as someone who's super detail oriented, I when I was a bride, I wanted prices for everything. And it helps you get an idea of what you can afford. Exactly. And they also had that white banquet settee this time. Yes, which I kept, every time I looked at it, I thought it was a bed. Oh, I did too. <laughs> I thought this is awesome. You can sleep with your wedding. Yeah, it looked like a headboard. I, I mean, it was cool, but I kept expecting to see somebody sleeping in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I thought maybe somebody would have nabbed that for the Tara talk. But I'm sure you have a great picture of that too on your website. 
Yeah, I think I got some. Well, it's typical when people are talking, but David Tutera is so animated when he talks that I have a lot of really embarrassing in-between phases of him that I'm sure he would not want me to post. <laughs> sure he would, but yeah, that's that'll be it. I can't wait to see him. Okay. <laughs> uh, so now tell me what you thought of the two breakout sessions. They repeated the Be Our Guest menu planning session, which I thought was excellent last time. And then they had a new one that was what to expect at your wedding planning session. Did you have a chance to attend either of those? I did both of them. And you're right. The Be Our Guest menu planning session was exactly the same as it was. It was very good, as you said, in in September. Um, But it was the exact same session about planning the menu and what's best for your personality and your budget, basically. And that's great because that, that way more people can see it. It almost seems to be something they need to like record and put out there, which is why I recorded the audio of that session and well, all the sessions, the ones at the last showcase and then this one, and I have that on my website too so that you can listen to all the ideas that the chefs and the people in the other sessions put forth. And they're very, very helpful about what your wedding style is. If you want to be dancing all the time, this is the kind of wedding, you know, if you should have a buffet or plate it. They do a great job with that be our guest menu planning. I'm glad you got you have it recorded. The preparing for your planning session, did you get a chance to go to that? Yes. Yeah, I thought that one was definitely an improvement over the session that they slotted in last time. Absolutely. I thought they were very good tips for preparing for your planning session and to tell you, hey, don't bring down people into the planning session that you're not comfortable hearing about your budget or people who aren't really part of the planning process. You know, don't bring the whole family down. Make sure the right players are there and how the timeline works from the time you make the call to Disney Fairy Tale Wedding to your planning session to the BEO creation to your wedding day and bringing inspiration from Pinterest or magazines. They said, please share this with your planner. Your planner can come up with great ideas. I thought it was interesting transportation issues. You think you're going to save money by having your reception at a different location because it's less expensive, but now we have to worry about the transportation it costs to get over there. Very interesting ideas. Yeah, and it was great because I think a lot of people are nervous about the planning session and what should I bring, how prepared do I have to be, or they show up and they aren't prepared at all, and then the planner's asking them questions and they don't know the answers. So I think this is great. I love how transparent they're being these days. It seems like in the past they've been sort of played it really close to the vest with pricing and other information, and there's no reason to do that because people love information. Everything's on social media right now, and so brides are voracious consumers of information, and this is great that they are giving them the kind of stuff they want to know about. Right. I, I also thought it was interesting. They said about a planning session and allow enough time for the planning session. It's the same thing as on your wedding day. Be sure to eat because <laughs> the, the philosophy is for, you know, a bride when the blood sugar goes down, the attitude goes up. And I was like, oh yeah, that is, that is a good point. They just, like you said, they're, they're being transparent about making sure you are in the know about what to do, what to bring, what things cost. I think it's a, a huge improvement. That's great. So then after the two breakout sessions ended, we had about half an hour to go back and get more tastes of cake flavors and more of the appetizers. And then David Tutera came on. And it was interesting, like we were speaking about earlier, they did not have chairs. So everybody kind of gathered around this low stage almost like being at a rock concert and I'm sure it was the rock star and the groupies yeah and I that may have been by design but one thing I noticed was I felt like he kept the PR shorter this time maybe because he thought everybody's standing nobody's going to want to stand for too long and I felt like 
it was really good because he went straight to answering questions because that's why people are there. Here's their chance to have access to this celebrity wedding planner and ask him whatever they want. And so he didn't do as much like, I have this show, I have that show, I've done all these wonderful things. Like we know his credentials and this was our opportunity to ask him questions. Right. I think you're, you are absolutely right. He did get, he definitely got a rock star greeting. I mean, when he came out on stage, you got a rock star greeting. And I think for a lot of brides, that was the highlight of them being there for sure is it was to see him and to get a chance to ask him a question, like you said. Right. And he's such a showman that it's wonderful because he'll turn these questions into like this one question. And I know he did not mean to embarrass this person, but they were asking how they were going to tell their family that they had been married secretly for two years and no one in their family knew. And his reaction was priceless. Priceless. It was hilarious. But also at the same time, he was genuinely trying to answer their question. He didn't ridicule them, but he kind of shone light on the fact that this is a really unusual situation. I think he even said, you know, you need to be on my show. (laughs) he is he's he's he answers the questions on the fly but he was thoughtful and he was funny and the other thing I thought was interesting if you watch his shows he tends to be big you know bigger is better and we're going to get more and there's going to be all these you know there's it's never too much for him on his show okay that's a show but one of the things they said was that with your wedding he said do not go into debt paying for your wedding or planning for your wedding. This is not what it's about. And I thought that was a really good point because so many people go by the, you know, it's only one day of my whole life. It doesn't matter how much it costs. You know, the more, the more money we throw, the more magical it'll be. And he just said that it's going to be magical, but you don't go into debt for your wedding. Yeah, that was interesting. And a similar thing that he did was someone said that they really wanted to get married inside Be Our Guest, which is simply not available. There are no wedding locations inside the Magic Kingdom except the train station right now. And his answer to them was, you know, focus on the fact that what's important is your marriage. And there's yes. another place you can have it that will be just as good and you'll still be married. <laughs> and that's and that I thought was very down to earth and not exactly what I see from him on the TV. And so I was I thought that warmed me to hear that him say something like that. This is it's magical that you're marrying this person that you love. That's the magic. It's not you know, this location versus that location. And I I, I did think that was great. Yeah. I liked how much less flippant he was. I think last time I remember there was a a girl who has actually been a guest on this show since who asked about having a dry wedding. And he was sort of like, oh, you have to have booze. It's just the way it is. And it didn't answer her question and it made her feel bad. And this time I felt like, I don't know if he was purposely being more careful, but it just, it seemed like he was giving more uh, sympathetic and genuinely helpful answers to a lot of questions. Yep. And then when somebody asked him if he was doing anything with Disney right now, his response was, I'll do whatever Disney wants. You know, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's different. You know, he was just, he was humble, I would say. I mean, he was, he was proud, but he was just, you know, hey, whatever they want, I would be willing to consider anything. Right. Because he was answering the question, are you bringing back the couture collection? And he said no, which I thought was interesting. So, but that's neat that he still wants to continue to work with Disney. Right. There was no big Disney announcement about, or, you know, there was no Tutera Disney uh, announcement at this. This was strictly, as you said, for him to talk about weddings. Right, right. Another thing I thought was interesting was he, somebody asked about doing a destination event and, you know, they didn't want to invite certain people because they were trying to keep costs down. And he was 
encouraging them to cut in other places so that they could afford to invite the people who wanted to be there and to be very considerate of their guests, which I thought was interesting because a lot of times, and I am guilty of this too, there's this idea that it's your day and it's just for you. And I still do think that. I don't think anybody should plan their wedding to cater to what their mom thinks they should do or their family thinks they should do. But by the same token, this is a burden on your guests to ask them to travel. And so there are ways to just make them feel more welcome, to help them out maybe with the travel plans. So that was interesting to hear him say that. Absolutely. And it is, like you said, anybody who's planning on having a Disney wedding is a destination wedding, I would say for most of us anyway. But I, I agree with you. He did He did have some good points and he um, came across as very likable and, and um, had, had some great ideas. Definitely. And I loved when he answered, because this is a question you see all the time. First, somebody asked, my brother has been dating this girl do I have to invite her to the wedding? And he said the rule, he said there's a rule of thumb for plus ones is have they been together for at least six months and have you met the person that they're dating? And then somebody else said, but what if I don't like her? And he said, <laughs> suck it up and invite her. That's right. That is right. I, I like that. That's true. Yeah, he did a great job. So yeah, so I thought that that was a really neat part of the showcase. It was a little weird after standing for about 45 minutes. And of course, you're standing earlier because you want to be up at the front so you have a good view. It was a little long to stand. But again, I do think he was conscious of that and tried to keep everything moving. So it was a really great way to end the showcase. Absolutely. And I understand that was by design. Like you said, he I think that's that's how he preferred it to keep the microphone moving and, you know, questions and maybe a more fluid conversation. I I don't I don't know, but I I was not there for the past showcase. It sounds like when you said the chairs were all around that they did become somewhat cumbersome to to try to navigate around. Right, right. Cool. So now were there any aspects of the showcase that you found most helpful? You mentioned it previously, and I just like seeing Cinderella's carriage in person and seeing the the table settings and tasting the oxtail and tasting the cake. I, I think you can't say enough for how something feels being in a room or seeing space. Seeing something in in person is just so much better than reading about it. If you have that opportunity, I I just thought it was helpful to see the event spaces and the food taste it and and it was it was it's a neat neat experience uh also i thought it was great having the planners at the high boys are right there to answer your questions when you can put a face with a name maybe you talk to somebody on the phone and there they are right there it's very helpful for them and for you to get an idea of each other's personalities and there they are right there willing to answer your questions Yeah, especially since Disney has these rules about when you can start working with them. And the farthest out you can work is 18 months. And that's only if you're doing wishes. So if you are an escape couple or you're a wishes couple and you're not getting married for two years, this was a great opportunity to get some of your questions answered. Right. Because most people don't, if if they're like you are and most brides are, they want to get going. They they want to ask the questions. Let's, Let's go do the research. Yeah. So was there anything you felt Disney could have improved upon? I just, the whole chair thing, it sounds dumb, but I, it just, the chair thing was enough that after the, the showcase started at three, if you were there half an hour early or there at two thirty, you know, you'd been, you'd been on your feet for 
you know, three, three and a half hours. And, and now you're going to do questions to David Tutera. It's a, it's a lot of time on your feet and it would have been more comfortable to be sitting down. And it's interesting when you saw all these beautiful table settings and, and all these uh, <laughs> <laughs> brides and grooms sitting at the tables. Camped anywhere that out. Was a chair. <laughs> there, was, there were people sitting where you didn't think you really should sit, but whatever. At that point it was like, yeah, we're going to sit down. That's, that's it though. Just yeah. to sit down for that portion. Yeah. Did you think there was anything? I, I mean, that was really the only thing. I feel like these just get better and better. And each time they refine and they take the things that don't work and they replace them with things that work better. And so it's great. I can't wait to see what they're going to do next year. I know. Absolutely. So do you think it's worth making a special trip to Walt Disney World to attend one of these? I think if you can afford it. Absolutely. Like I said, seeing and feeling the venues in real life is different from seeing pictures or watching videos it can either confirm what you thought yes this is perfect for us or it can lead you into a different direction and also i'd say meeting your planner in person and asking questions can help them understand you and your personality it's it's a fun event and if you can afford it you can swing it then i definitely would do it i don't see any downside at all to attending the event Definitely. Yeah. I ran into a couple who I had actually met at the last one six months ago. And it was interesting because at the last one, they were just starting to plan. And now they've had six months of planning under their belt. Their wedding's coming up in a few more months. And they were telling me they had seen things that day that they were wanting to change and add to their event. So I thought that oh, was really gosh. cool. <laughs> yeah, that is very cool. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's, it, that's neat to watch the progression. And also the fact that there's, Disney is coming out with new ideas that that they said, hey, let's let's incorporate that. That's what the showcase is all about, is showing new ideas and informing people what, hey, you can have this come true. It's a really neat experience. Exactly. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think this is great to get your opinions and your take on it, especially as someone who's been to one of these before. And I think it's going to be helpful for people who are thinking, hey, you know, maybe next year I'll be getting closer to my wedding and it might be a good idea to go down for the showcase. So thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Carrie. Appreciate it. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp, or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>